This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson. I'm here with a pair of NPR Music contributors, Christina Lee. Hi, Stephen. And Serena Toros. Hey, Stephen. And also from Radio Milwaukee, we've got Tariq Moody. Howdy, Stephen. Great to have you all. We are talking about the best new albums out today, starting with Black Pink and their new album, Born Pink. This song is called Type of Girl. Type of girl that'll make you want to dream. Type of girl that can straight up fuck the screen. Type of girl you want to ice and make me freeze. Type of girl you want to wipe up in the plate. I bring money to the table, not your dinner. Both my body and my bank account could figure Thinking about me, but there's nothing to consider If I let you in my circle, you a winner I'm that girl that drives you crazy But you can't leave me alone Got you thinking maybe I was supernatural But you understand Oh, looking to a crystal ball I'm not like this other girls at all Blackpink is, of course, one of maybe like two groups that have showed once and for all that K-pop can find lasting chart success here, particularly among Western audiences, I should say, you know, with 2020 debut, the album, it became the first by a K-pop girl group to sell a million copies. Most of that just within its first month. And they were also the first K-pop girl group to perform at Coachella. So anticipation for Born Pink, I can only imagine, is sky high. You know, prior to this recording, there was a music video teaser for one of the songs featured on Born Pink called Shut Down. And that in of itself had three million views. Uh, But... (laughs) Their global dominance, I think, will probably just continue into the near future. Yeah, I mean, Blackpink is vocalists Rosé and Jizu and rappers Jenny and Lisa. They've got it all. They've got delivery. They've got performance acumen. They've got personality. They've got skill. But I just feel like every time I hear a Blackpink song, I'm fully in to the verse. It's ramping up to the chorus. I'm ready to go. And then I'm kind of like scratching my head wondering what happened. That's how I felt particularly listening to their lead single, Pink Venom. Oh, I love Pink Venom. Don't you take the name Pink Venom out of your mouth. (laughs) Bring the pain light. And I kind of understand that, like, with a global, multilingual audience, they might want to keep it simple and singable, whether you speak English or Korean or what have you. That sort of, like, anti-chorus has worked really well for them in the past with, you know, like, do-do-do-do or let's kill this love. But I feel like they just maybe leaned into it way too hard on this album. Some of the standouts work so well for me because they do have a big chorus. Like, Rosé, who released two solo singles last year and had a primary songwriter credit on On the Ground. She takes lead on Hard to Love, which is, I think, one of the strongest songs on the album. And I'm just sitting here thinking, like, 
Let Rosé write. I mean, I think it's interesting when you write down, like, what is the genre of Blackpink? I think Juggernaut. Like, the, the genre <laughs> is just, like, maximalist, engineered to the largest possible audience. Every second is sculpted and choreographed within an inch of its life. But it's that is in the service of audience enjoyment. And so, for me, like, I'm an audience I'm in the, you know, so, so I, I dig it. I mean, it's, it's hard to talk about a group like Blackpink and not just sort of rattle off metrics as a way of like establishing, like they're so 6.3 billion Spotify streams, you know, and like, and, and have that be like a descriptor of the music somehow, but in a way it is. You know, maybe their genre is pyrotechnics because I've never seen more fireworks and cannons yeah, and up. lights at a show than I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm, I'm into that genre too. All right. That is Blackpink. Their new album, Born Pink, is out today. Let's go next to Lizza, not to be confused with Lizzo. Lizza's new mixtape is called Mosquito. This song is Lucky You. Amsterdam-based, Brazilian-born producer and vocalist signed to one of my favorite kind of sub-labels, Big Daughter Records under Ninja Tune that had a kind of resurgence now as a label run by Black POC. This album, Mosquito, really deals with, well, it's not really an album, it's more of a mixtape, deals with experience as a black woman with the music industry, and she uses uh, the analogy of a mosquito, hence the name, meaning that even though a mosquito might be small and seems insignificant, but it's when it's in a room, people pay attention to it. She reinforces that theme of mosquito with instrumentation, like a lot of the synth lines kind of reminding me of insects, the tracks like Lucky You and Deserve It, and then the one track that really kind of has like a bunch of insect sounds is Hold Me, like there's crickets, there's like buzzes, there's chirps. She recently told the Vinyl Factory that it was 
Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded uh, by Nicki Minaj that taught her that she didn't really need to abide by many rules when it comes to the artistic creation of music. And I think you really hear that with the juxtaposition of her voice, which can come across as soft and sweet when isolated compared to the production, which, like you said, is like buzzy and I think really calls back to her roots as a hard techno DJ um, from before she became like a solo artist. Certainly by like the second half of the album, I would say by Heathen's Call, like you really start to feel like that anxious energy sort of like build up to where you feel like the song really can't settle into one place. But to me, that's like super exciting because that just shows like the innovation that she's working with. Yeah, that anxious energy is in the pursuit of such creative restlessness, right? Like these songs are just zinging all over the place. And like, look at the guests on this art, on this album. You've got Backwash, you know, who's so filthy. And then Lazawi, who's the Spanish trap artist. Liza herself sings in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. There's just, you just feel like the whole world is buzzing around like that little mosquito, right? Like it can just zing to anywhere in the world at any given moment. And as much as that energy is anxious, it's also exciting. You know, you hear artists like Flying Lotus and all these other electronic producers being very ambient and soulful, which is beautiful. But the sound of the happy hardcore and all those sounds and hardcore drum and bass has been missed from the electronic scene. And I'm glad that Liza is bringing it back on this mixtape, Mosquito. Yeah, that's Liza. Her new mixtape is called Mosquito. Next up, let's go to Milo. Milo, with an E, has a new album called Gaps. This song is elastic. I ain't gonna fight it. What you do is what you You look alive on your own. You look alive on your own. I ain't gonna fight it. What you do is what you Milo is originally from the Democratic Republic of Congo, moved to Minneapolis to be with his father, who was a, a refugee. This album is really going back to his Congolese roots, blending with indie pop, which I even call a little bit of indie soul on this record. I got hip to uh, Milo with his hit single, Winona, which was really not the original, but the remix featured Mila Woods that really got me interested in this artist. 
I just want to bring up, like, I don't know what's in Minneapolis. I spent nine years there. That music scene is like no other in the country. They're so intertwined. They're so connective. I really believe, like, artists like Lizzo would not be where she is without a place like Minneapolis. And Milo's really leaned into Minneapolis's musical roots to connect with his Congolese roots on this record. Milo makes this music that's like an emotionally intelligent blend of everything. He's got this playlist on Spotify where he put 33 tracks that inspired this EP Gaps. And it's got everything from like Lomelda to Nilifer Yanya, Sade, Big Thief, Tori Moi. I it's can got hear all of those in this music yeah. <laughs> He wears his influences on his sleeve, that's for sure. Like I definitely hear Jose Gonzalez and Tori Moi throughout this album. Yeah, he's a percussionist at heart. And there's like this wonderful sense of like burbling and movement to this EP, I feel like ultimately these songs sound like old friends. There's something really warm and familiar and dear about them. Yeah, this was a discovery for me, and I, so I'm really grateful to Tariq for bringing this to my attention, because I love this record. The word I wrote in my notes and then kept underlining it and then circling it was gliding. There's like a strangely gliding quality to these songs, where they have this, they just move with such slipperiness and ease. You're just being led into the next hook in such a seamless way. And his voice is so warm and just so welcoming at the same time. So, yeah, this one was a thrill for me. And I want to thank Milo on the track Rewind. I never heard of this guy, Paw Paw Rod. This is a dope track. Kind of has this 90s feel. And I'm like, who's this Paw Paw Rod? It's kind of cool. And I start looking at him and I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> where'd this guy come from? Milo, his new album is called Gaps. We've got a few more records that we want to play for New Music Friday, but first, let's take a quick break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, A People's History, from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Directed by Prentice Penny, executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter, A People's History, tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Dive into the chilling new Hulu original series, Under the Bridge, the riveting adaptation of the acclaimed true crime book. Based on shocking true events, Under the Bridge tells the haunting story of a murder that lays bare a small community's darkest secrets. Go deep into the hidden world of the town's tormented teenagers as detectives race to solve the sinister crime. Starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone, Under the Bridge is now streaming with new episodes Wednesdays, only on Hulu. In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts.
It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson, and we are looking at some of the best new albums out today, September 16th. Next up is Quinn Christofferson. Quinn Christofferson has a new album called Write Your Name in Pink. This song is called Uptown. Me and my problems, they disappear. Just takes a little bit of liquor. I chew my cigarettes and tune you out, say it's you. Doesn't ever listen. Why are you coming home so late in the evening? You promised me you weren't drinking. Ran into Kelly doing yay in the bathroom. You know how I get on the weekend. Headed uptown, driving drunk. Baby, if you knew you'd be crying. Quinn won the, the Tiny Desk Contest in 2019 with Erase Me, which closes out this album, which is his debut. And when he played the desk that year, he said that he had to buy a guitar after he got off the phone with Bob Boylan because he didn't have one. He'd just been borrowing from friends in and around Anchorage whenever he wanted to play music. And I feel like that anecdote says so much about who Quinn is. He's a person people trust to take care of what's important to them, and he's someone with really strong ties to his community in Anchorage. While I'm really sad he didn't include some of his earlier songs on his debut album, like if you haven't watched his Tiny Desk, songs like Glenn and You Told Me are spellbinding. But I really respect what he chose to do with this opportunity to introduce himself on his debut. You kind of get the sense that he's like a little bit uneasy with what building his profile and increasing fame might do to his relationship with his friends and family. And so Write Your Name in Pink is really just a love letter to the people who carried him to this moment and all of the past selves that he struggled with to get to who he is now. There are just really beautiful songs about individual people in his life, like Celine, in which he talks about his mom going to sing Celine Dion at karaoke, or Take Your Time, which is an ode to his bandmate, Nick Carpenter, who joined him on that U.S. tour for the Tiny Desk Contest. And he's just a beautiful writer. The image of watching his neighbor's hair blend into the sky at night when she sneaks out to meet a guy on Eveline. I watch your hair blend in with the sky. You saw me creeping out the wind. You know my story, same as yours. I found myself a boyfriend. I know he's older. He's in the car. I've been waiting for this debut album for years, and I'm so happy it's here now. Yeah, I had the same reaction you did. And he writes songs, you know, from his experiences as a native, as a trans man in Anchorage, Alaska, and somebody whose life has constantly found his identity shifting and his relationships with other people shifting. And so there's a lot of like reaching out to the people who've stayed true through all of that and and in ways that make his songwriting so relatable. And there's just something about the spareness and even kind of the minimalist qualities to a lot of these songs where you just hang on his every word. You were going so fast I couldn't keep up 
there's something about the way his voice hangs in the mix that just pulls you in a little bit tighter. Kept turning round back just to see me smile. That's Quinn Christofferson. His new album is called Write Your Name in Pink. We're going to close out this week's show with a lightning round, but first we've got one more pick. Rina Sawayama has a new album called Hold the Girl. This is Catch Me in the Air. That was Catch Me in the Air by Rina Sawayama, and that's such an interesting song to hear from her, especially after her 2020 debut, Sawayama, with all its new metal influences and this really savvy, punchy update to 90s and early 2000s. MTV TRL nostalgia, like truly just updating that sound for the age of microaggressions and RuPaul's Drag Race. (laughs) This album clearly has a softer sound to it. It's not all entirely ballads, but with that song in particular, I know she told Pitchfork that she wrote that as if the cores were writing for Gwen Stefani. (laughs) But this (laughs) this is all in the service of exploring like a lot of deep, hard feelings. Like during the pandemic, she was introduced to this concept in therapy called reparenting yourself. And as much as I tried to figure out how to explain that, I think there are actually songs on this album that do that service a lot better. She does this pretty much like right from the jump with the title track, Hold the Girl, where she's addressing, I guess, the young girl she once was and still is, but she does so in a way that reminded me of Like a Prayer by Madonna. Yeah, I mean, Rina Sawayama has this signature sound at this point of like updating older music for a modern audience. And I feel like she's really leaning into that signature as a storytelling device here too. Like going back to her childhood and her adolescence and using the popular music of that time to revisit and relieve herself of old traumas. I was listening to Forgiveness and I was like, this is Kelly Clarkson's breakaway. (laughs) This is is amazing. There were so many songs on this album where I was just like, yep, I was alive in the 2000s listening to adult contemporary radio. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. My mom was driving me in her minivan to school. I'm especially like excited about artists who are taking 
the music of the 2000s and updating it for now because like as a girl growing up in the 2000s that decade was pure brain poison and i'm happy <laughs> to see the other end of it <laughs> but there were such iconic cultural artifacts from it that i don't want the sociological thinking of that time to remain but i do want the music to remain because it went pretty hard <laughs> Nice. That's Rina Sawayama. Her new album is Hold the Girl. It's another very busy release week. We couldn't get to every worthwhile album out September 16th. So let's do a quick lightning round of some of the other releases out today. Tariq Moody, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I picked the uh, Grammy-winning artist-producer Muramasa and its new album Demon Time which is a celebration of all things hedonistic. It's kind of weird, the the description. He goes uh, about how, you know, the pandemic's all about trying to reflect on life. And he decided to go to a complete different direction and just really celebrate the excesses and the hedonistic life through the music. And one of the highlight tracks I love so much is the track called Baby Cakes with Little Uzi Vert and Pink Panther is best known for really kind of bringing drum and bass to a younger generation and Shy Girl as well. Christina Lee. Pink Sifu, you know him as the Birmingham-born rapper who, on his last album, which was 2021's Gumbo, explored the full extent of his Southern rap lineage. Now, the feel of his latest is that he's kind of flying from coast to coast. It's a collaborative effort with LA production collective Real Bad Man, and it's called Real Bad Flights. Let's hear some of Tokyo Blunt. Serena Toros, give me your pick. The Beths, the indie rock band from New Zealand, is back with their third album, Expert in a Dying Field. They had one of my favorite debuts in 2018 with Future Me Hates Me. Those songs got so stuck in my head. And that brightness and cleverness and catchiness is back in full force here. Thank you so much, Serena Toros, co-signing that pick fiercely. Love that band. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is very hard to know where to begin in such a completely insane week of new albums. Like I said, we cannot possibly get to everything. I do want to do a quick lightning round within the lightning round, just to quickly (laughs) acknowledge just a few of the highlights. A singer I really love, Jessica Hoop, is back with just another eclectic and exciting record called Order of Romance. Uh, Death Cab for Cutie's got a new record called Asphalt Meadows. Wilco uh, has a massive 20th anniversary edition of Yankee Hotel Foxtrot uh, that has... 82 previously unreleased tracks. You know, holiday shopping's just around the corner. Many of you, many of you have dads. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just 82? That's just it? Just a mere, a mere 82 previously <laughs> unreleased tracks. But I didn't want to pass up the opportunity to mention another just wild and righteous celebration of a new album from the Ukrainian band Gogol Bordello. Their Tiny Desk concert from back in 2010 was so much the stuff of legend that I promise you we still talk about it in the office. And they've got a new album now called Solidaritine. Let's hear a little bit of Forces of Victory. All right, that'll do it for New Music Friday. Christina Lee, Serena Toros, Tariq Moody, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you, guys. If you want to hear all the music we featured on this week's show, along with a bunch of other great new music out today, we've got expanded playlists in Apple Music and on Spotify. Search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in either of those apps. Don't forget to bookmark the Now Playing blog at NPR Music. That is packed with song recommendations that'll help you stay caught up on great new music. You'll also want to sign up for NPR Music's weekly newsletter, which is put together by the stupendous Marissa LaRusso. To subscribe, go to npr.org music newsletter. This week's show has been produced and edited by Bob Boylan and Ron Scalzo from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson encouraging you to be well, take a break and treat yourself to lots of great music. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com slash NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.